0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Kim, here, and welcome to Bravo! East Coast Housewives. It's a podcast for all East Coast Housewives topics. You're talking a rundown of each episode when it is aired, you are talking the dish that no one has heard, you are talking the sneak peeks, all that kind of shit, as long as I get it, obviously, but it's right here, honeys, welcome, welcome, and of course, I love all things Bravo, so we talk about other shit too, Bravo, of course. So welcome everyone, I hope everyone is having a great beginning of the week and I hope you all had a great weekend, holy moly, can I just say Real Housewives of Potomac episode, holy shit, next week, this upcoming Sunday, you know what I'm saying, this is it, it's the part, drag me Monique, drag me, oh my god, I'm so excited, the teaser that they gave me, I just can't, I can't. But I can. And we'll also see what the hell is the deal with Michael and Ashley Darby. But you know what? This is actually a great starter to get into different news with my What the Bravo segment. So here we go. So we've been seeing Ashley Darby from, yes, Our Real Housewives of Potomac Women. Yay. Totally obsessed with baby Dean. Love it. He's so cute. But guess what, people? Ashley is preggers again with baby number two, honey. Congratulations there, Ashley. That's so exciting. I also love and find it so interesting that the news came out that she was pregnant after the episode whenever the women were questioning Is Michael married and he has a boyfriend, or is he hitting up some strippers? Like, what is the deal here, Michael? But they're pregnant. Congratulations, you guys. Your relationship seems as solid as ever. Ashley, you always say that season after season. Michael and I are stronger than ever, and I'm really hoping that that's true. Seems that way because you're uh, pregnant again. So, again, congratulations. Let's get to Denise from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. No shocker, really. She's leaving. She's not coming back. She's had enough of the shit that she dealt with. Totally don't blame her. Lisa Renna, you were kind of being a bitch to her and it's not cool, especially of 20 some years of friendship, as I said before, guys. This season I feel like Lisa Rinna has been way over the top more so than usual whereas I almost feel like she's trying to use her acting chops to really create the tension between her and Denise which is totally unnecessary. So I read somewhere that Denise is leaving because of the toxic energy that she had to deal with and I get it I would be leaving too. I did read somewhere that if she would leave Garcelle would then leave but There's no news that I know of yet that that is happening. I think Garcelle is still in the process of filming for the upcoming season. Now, since we are on the topic of Garcelle, she has unfollowed Kyle and Lisa Rinna, really. But she unfollowed Kyle, and she said this on the Jenny McCarthy show, and she says, and I quote, I follow people who I want to see thrive. I want to see what they're doing. I want to see their journey. And I have to like you end quote boom Kyle boom clearly that's saying something she's not really a fan of yours because let's just be honest you weren't really that nice to her during the season you glazed over her yes you were a Sutton person Sutton was cool in your book but for some odd reason why were you treating Garcelle the way well you really weren't treating her anyway because you weren't even paying attention to her So she unfollows Kyle, Lisa Rinna, they unfollow, or she unfollows Lisa Rinna. I can't really remember why, but I don't think their relationship is basically in a good place or else they'd be following each other. Now, we're still on the topic of the Beverly Hills cast. Now, everyone, I know you all have probably seen Keeping Up with the Kardashians after 14 seasons is over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, every God almighty, whatever you pray to. Yes. Thank you, honey. Yes totally ready for it. I've been ready for 10 years. I mean, let's just be real. I'm sick and tired of seeing them take over E. We need something else coming up. Yes, the Bradshaw bunch is coming up and I'm totally all Pittsburgh, right? Terry Bradshaw, Pittsburgh Steelers. But I also think that that show's going to be a flub. I'm not really thinking that that's going to be a good show. I feel like it's going to be the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We might see a few seasons and then it'll be done. I don't really see it being that interesting to people. I think he's a little too intense where it gets annoying. But anyways, Kardashians, bye-bye. Bye-bye, honeys. So the rumor has it, Denise is gone. Will Sutton get a diamond or will Kris Jenner get a diamond so she can be Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I'm telling you people, if she gets a diamond, I'm probably not gonna watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills anymore. And I have to be, I can't take it. You know, I liked the Kardashians when they first came on the scene. But they're just too much for me. I don't care what they're wearing. I don't care who they're hanging out with. I don't care how many kids they're having. I don't care about their family drama. I got my own shit going on. And they're just, they annoy me, clearly. You can tell. But yeah, bravo. I hope you're listening. Uh, Please don't ask Kris Jenner to be on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I beg of you. Please, please, please. Ask Sutton. Maybe get someone else. Definitely don't get Brandi Glanville either because she is just as bad, if not worse, than, no, actually, she's definitely worse than Kris Jenner. Just don't get either of them. Let's get someone else back on. Maybe Adrian. What the hell? Uh, maybe LVP, even though, well, you know what? Here's the thing. LVP. I wouldn't be surprised if A, they might ask her, but B, she might come back because I'm going to transition now with the Vanderpump Rules, which involves Lisa Vanderpump yes so Katie Maloney tells Entertainment Tonight here people that she's not sure she's not sure if Vanderpump Rules will return and guess what is that a shocker to me hell to the fucking no because how many times have I said it on this podcast like hey this is the last season they're not really that exciting etc etc yeah she told Entertainment Tonight that filming would definitely be different without Kristen and Stassi And she also felt after she watched this past season, I think it was like, what, season eight? I don't really remember the number, but this past season with Max and Brett and all those people, she said that as she was watching it, she's like, whoa, I felt like this was the season finale. So I think she's feeling what I'm thinking is actually going to happen. So I feel like Vanderpump Rules is on its way out, 100%. They might get one more season and it's not going to work out. It's just not going to be the same. And they're all older. They're grown-ups. They're really doing the adulting thing. They're not getting shit-faced all the time. They got bills to pay, like house bills and all that adult shit. So they don't have time to do the whole fucking Sir restaurant shit. And the other thing is, Sir isn't even open still. And Katie says, how can we have a sexy, unique show... If we don't even have a sexy, unique restaurant, that's a good point. So because of that, if Vanderpump Rules does not come back, do you think because Denise is gone, do you think they will get Lisa Vanderpump to come back on the show? I would rather have her than any of those other bitches that I just mentioned. What about you guys? What are your thoughts? So Below Deck is super interesting to me. I find it hilarious that Malia was such a bitch to Hannah saying, oh, you can't change my room so I can be with my boyfriend. First of all, that was annoying as fuck. How old are we? Are you 12 years old? This is ridiculous. I don't even think 12-year-olds would do that because, A, they're super too young to date. That's just my own opinion. And I just don't think they'd do that, okay? Malia was being like that. She wanted to room with her boyfriend, so Hannah. And then she was being that big-ass bitch. And then she told freaking Captain Sandy about, hey, she has an unregistered Valium and an F, like a pen, a vape pen. Come on, what the fuck? Uh, guess what, guys? Malia and the boyfriend. I totally forget his name. He wasn't that exciting to me. That's probably why I don't remember his name. But anyways, hey, guess what? They're not together anymore. They broke the fuck up. They broke up. So, Malia, was it worth being this crazy ass like, Oh, I want to be with my boy. Was it worth it? No, because you guys aren't together anymore. (sighs) That was annoying because you know what? Karma always comes back. It always does. Just reading that, I was just angry because I was just saying to myself, You totally messed up Hannah's whole thing just because you wanted to go bang your boyfriend a couple more weeks on your stupid charter, right? But you made her lose her job and now you guys aren't even, it just, it just annoyed me. It annoyed me, but I'm interested on where the season is going. Bugsy is super getting into Alex. He's the cool broski guy. Uh, I would hang with him. He seems like a big brother type dude, but we see that they're kissing and shit. So who knows what's going to happen with that? I'm excited to see that. So, let's talk a little bit about the fucking part one of the New York reunion, honey. So I found the first part, as Andy would say, part one of the Real Housewives of New York It was pretty intense. I love the fact that they showed all of the safety precautions that they were taking for the COVID thing going on. Love that they were checking the temperature of the women. I just thought that was right and it was a good thing that they showed us that shit. You also saw within the set, I thought it was really cool that they were using past things that they used on past reunions as far as like, I don't know, like apples and shit. I just thought that was cool. They were just recycling, reduce, reuse, recycle people. Thank you, Bravo, for doing your shit. It was awesome. So, at the beginning of the reunion, Andy's obviously greeting everyone. Hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. We find out that Sonia got a neck lift and a lower facelift. She wants to be like Ellen Barkin, that actress. I think that's Ellen Barkin. I think that's her last name. But she wants to look like her. And I do have to say, you know what? She looks like her. It's a great look. I think if you want to go get plastic surgery and do all that shit, that's your prerogative, you know. I just hope that everything is good because sometimes those procedures... You know nothing is nothing is promised, so I'm happy that she came out of there good, well, healthy, and she looks great. So yes, Sonia, you are channeling in your Ellen, and I love it. Okay. He also asks. The big question that literally lasted for probably 15 minutes of the show. How is the quarantining going on for all of you ladies? And let me tell you this. I thought it was crazy that it was covering the whole, like a big chunk of the episode. It was because they were all attacking Ramon. So obviously, we've seen Ramona on her Instagram. She was in Florida with Mario and Avery, and they were doing the family thing. But Leah says, hey, you know what? What the fuck? You don't have any empathy for what's going on. You're posting all this shit about your stupid workouts, the friends that you're seeing, the hangs that you're having. Like it's it's ridiculous. So, what the fuck, Ramona? What gives? We don't like you right now. I mean, Leah went on her Instagram and said, "Fuck you bitches." Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? blah blah blah. So, that was pretty intense. They were all attacking Ramona, as I'd like to call her, Roro. Dorinda as well and because of the whole arguing unfortunately Andy did not have a mute button like he has had in the past because this is the first time since March that they were able to do a face-to-face reunion and I also like the fact that they literally put the chairs six feet apart I mean it was like a huge warehouse space but it just looked really cool and I appreciated that so Yeah, Andy couldn't use a mute button this time. He was like, fuck, I got to use my outdoor voice. And he did to try to shut them up so he could actually get into the questions coming from the season. I thought that was hilarious, actually. Leah also lets us know that she got a new apartment and then she asked Luann if she wanted to come over. (laughs) Because if we recall (laughs) Luann, the producers asked Luann what she thought of Leah's apartment the one time that she went over there she like takes a sip of her pop or whatever and she's like do you really want me to tell you oh my god that was so funny so yeah leah has a new apartment it's pretty uh chic as fuck yes and i thought this was really interesting apparently sonia said That there was, like, some sexual tension between her and Leah throughout this season, and that's why she would never want to have sex with someone with a tattoo. If we recall, she said that the first or second episode of the season, that she would never, ever sleep with someone with a tattoo, whenever Andy addressed that and Leah addressed that to Sonia, she's like, that's because there was sexual tension between us. What the fuck? Did anyone else see that? Because, you know, fool me once. I I didn't see it. I did not see it. Someone let me know within the season where that sexual tension was coming from on both ends because I did not feel it for one bit. But I thought that was hilarious from Sonia. She is my girl. I love it. Eventually, Andy starts talking about the big thing that always comes up, it seems, uh, each reunion, the whole drinking shit, especially with Dorinda, but a lot of times with the ladies. So he spoke about it with Luann, about how she was doing with it, with Leah and all that kind of stuff. And then eventually he got to Dorinda, but she deflects. Again and again and again. And here's the thing. Andy even said it. He said it on the show. He's like, I feel like you're deflecting. You're not answering my question. And then Ramona has to chime in with her big ass mouth. And I'm like, oh, shut up, Ramona. Like, let Andy get this out of her. But we basically find out that Dorinda has that whole, like, she has such a sensitivity towards drinking because she feels like if someone's trying to call her out on that, it's, like, very accusatory to her. And she does not want to be accused of anything. And she will fucking cut you. She'll come after you. She'll be like, clip, clip, I'm going to fucking kill you. She's not going to do that. But you know what I'm saying. Dorinda does admit, though, that she sometimes uses alcohol in a way to express herself because I think she can't do it in a different type of way, or at least that's what she was kind of hinting toward. Um, I don't know if I fully agree with that. I think she could express herself in many different ways instead of just drinking. I mean she has aerobics, she could do that. she could get up a new hobby, painting, she could do some shit start a YouTube channel. I mean she's doing that shit on Instagram anyways when she's at Bluestone Manor she might as well just start a YouTube channel and especially now since she's off the show ooh which by the way, I totally forgot to mention this and what the bravo but rumor has it from page six. Andy fired Dorinda. She did not just voluntarily leave. Page six says that Andy fired her. Why? Because of that turkey baster comment that she said to Tinsley saying, oh, why don't you use a turkey baster to help get you pregnant? That was fucked up that she even said that. Even Andy said on the reunion, that was just mean and Sources are saying that that's why he fired her. So, damn, that is crazy. You don't want to fucks with Andy because, bitch, please, he made the housewives. I saw that as like a meme or something on Instagram and I thought it was fucking amazing and I just wanted to use it. I thought Tinsley did an outstanding job this episode, standing her ground and really sticking up for herself towards Dorinda and all of the other ladies that were kind of attacking her, but really it was Dorinda. So she did a kick-ass job sticking up for herself about the whole Scott thing, but we find out that Scott paid John some money for, I didn't know at first, but then I looked it up. From that Coupon King or Coupon Cabin whatever commercial that Tinsley did with Dorinda, John, and Carol. This was like a couple years ago. It was for Scott's company. And I guess Dorinda said, I don't want to do it for money. I will, we're going to do it for free. But I guess John wanted to get paid, okay? So sources are saying that Scott paid him for that. Did not tell Dorinda... But then we see footage from the producers when they were in Miami. The girls were in Miami this season. It was like season 11 or something. We see Dorinda on the phone with John and she is ripping him a new one. She's like, don't go behind my back because if you don't fucking tell me, well, you better fucking will. Blah, blah, blah. It was intense. You could totally tell the rage. I mean, Even Tinsley said the producers wanted to... Have me go somewhere else because they were afraid of my safety because you were going so psychotic on us. They were scared for my safety. Like what the fuck? So Tinsley <laughs> claps, snaps for you because you were a kick ass bitch. I loved it. I wanted to see that since we met you. And you know, here's the other thing about Tinsley. I really think out of all the housewives and the all of the friend all of the cities, she's the nicest one. She never really caused any problem, really. She never did malicious things to people. She was there. She was very supportive. She was just nice. So for Dorinda to be all up her asshole about, oh, Scott, blah, 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 that was not cool. They asked her, did she quit the show because Scott wanted her to? And I love that she said, no, he did not tell me to quit the show. I chose Scott. I wanted to choose Scott before I chose the show. And you know what? kudos to you we also saw that Luann would have done the same thing and so would Ramona so Dorinda I still don't understand why you're getting so pissed off at her if it were up to me I'm not a therapist but from my guess Tinsley finally has her Richard Dorinda sees that Dorinda misses Richard we've seen that since we've met her on the series so I think she's really kind of pissed off that Tinsley found that and unfortunately Dorinda lost that um with Richard but hopefully In time, maybe, they could kind of regroup and be cool again. But at this point, I don't really see it happening. But now, let's go to our Potomac ladies. This was pretty intense. Beginning of the episode, really. They're at that dinner. Monique's asking Ashley about Michael. She's saying, hey, he had a great night, he went out with the boys the other day, had a great time. Then you see Candace looking at Giselle because Candace got that text from her friend that works at a strip club saying that Michael was there with strippers and trying to pick people up and then he had a boyfriend and a wife. Do we recall? Damn, that was fucking intense. Okay, so they go back to Monique's lake house. You got Giselle, Candace, and Ashley. They go to the side while Monique is about to build a campfire for the girls. I mean, this is like Girl Scouts USA. I mean, what the fuck? They even had like fucking marshmallows. It was great. When the three girls are sitting together, Monique sees this and, you know, her and Candace are kind of having a beef. She's not really liking Candace right now. So she thinks that they're all like trying to, I don't know. She thinks that Candace is probably talking some shit about Monique and she doesn't even, she don't like it. So she's getting all bitchy about it. She's being all weird. It was kind of weird how she reacted. I think Monique was just being a bit paranoid. So when they're about to tell Ashley the news about the text message that Candace got, I really, you know, I don't really love Candace and I've said that before, but I do appreciate, I saw sincere concern on Candace's face while they were telling her. I saw it, but I also felt it. I mean, I really did. I don't think she was acting. I really don't. I think that was pure, raw emotion and I really did appreciate it, to be honest and i think because of that and because of the way that they presented it to her ashley was very receptive and open to the conversation and it was a good adult conversation there was no like knives being thrown no force all that shit it was just a good adult conversation so i really appreciated that that candace and ashley were able to overcome all the bullshit from seasons past to really approach it in a different light i thought that was really cool now you have wendy and candace monique and karen they're doing their shit and their shots After the campfire, yeah, yeah, they go down to, like, her basement or her hangout room or whatever after the campfire. They're doing a shit ton of shots. Karen did, like, 10 or 12 shots. I mean, damn, she is a G, let me tell you. So, Miss Karen, drunky wonky Karen Karen, dishes out some stuff about her relationship with Ray. And, man, oh, man, that was truth juice, if you ask me. And she even said it. She says, a lot of the truth comes out whenever you're drunk. Damn. Not only was she talking about her relationship with Ray, Karen also wanted to bring up the Monique and Candace drama. They didn't really want to go there, Monique and Candace. But I also thought it was great that Karen wanted to bring it up because they want the shit to be solved. I mean, they really do. They're fun together when they're not being bitches. So just stop being bitches and just be cool bitches. You know what I'm saying? So after Karen approaches Monique and Candace about that whole relationship thing with the two of them, we find out eventually that Ashley tells the rest of the girls... Because Monique was being so, like, she had her panties up in a bundle because she was like, what the hell were you guys talking about for an hour without coming to the campfire? Ashley said, well, hey, guess what? They wanted to approach me. Michael apparently was doing this and this and this. And then all of a sudden, Monique flips the fuck out. And she's like, I think we should stay out of each other's marriages and blah, blah, blah. This is some shady shit, blah, blah, blah. And she was saying that out of anger because she's still in the back of her head saying, Candace, you brought Sharice around. Sharice was spreading those rumors about me potentially cheating on my husband, Chris. Like, I'm watching out for you. So she was projecting her anger out on Ashley. She's watching out for Candace. She doesn't trust her. I don't blame her, but I definitely wouldn't have gone about it the way that she did freaking out on all of the women about stay out of a marriage stay out of my marriage stay out of her marriage all that kind of shit I agree with her but maybe don't yell and freak out like that so that probably wasn't the best idea I think that Monique she was in the wrong for sure Candace did the absolute best thing whenever all that crazy ass drama was happening and Monique was like you just want to do everything on your terms blah blah, blah. Candace walked away claps for you, Candice. That was it. I would have done the same thing. You don't want to go into the trenches like that because it just, it won't end well for either of you. And it's just a lot of wasted energy that you don't need to do. So good job for that. I appreciated that. That was very uh, Miss USA of you. So yes, pageant queen. Yes. Then we learn that Eddie and Wendy, after Chris arrives, The rest of the husbands arrive, right? So Eddie, that's Wendy's husband. They arrive and they're talking about the relationship issues with each other's parents. Apparently, um, Wendy's mother doesn't like Eddie's mother. It was like this whole big thing. They didn't go to the wedding. Something with a Nigerian culture, something like that. Um, But they don't like each other. So with that, they haven't met the granddaughter, Cameron. I don't know the last time that they've really spoken to another So I hope that works. I hope they can work it out because Wendy and Eddie and just their family themselves seem like a tight-knit group. So I hope their, their family, like their moms and their dad, I hope they can come together. Because it does seem like, I mean, it would be a shame if they didn't just because life is so short. Obviously, we're realizing that with this whole pandemic thing. So it's definitely worth to give it a shot. The episode ends. By this one little video, someone took it. Michael's with another woman. They blurred, of course. So, was it really Michael? Mm, I don't know. But then we also see a picture of Michael in his boxer shorts at some hotel, and someone leaked it to the press. I mean, was that him? I think it did look like him in the boxers. But at the restaurant, I don't know. We'll find out next week. Obviously, it's to be continued. But then we also see that Michael said something to Ashley, like he did bring someone back to the hotel or something. But that's going to happen next week. And also the drag me, Monique! I'm fucking ecstatic. I'm so excited. Now, let's go to the dueling divas of both New York and Potomac, honey. So, for our New York ladies, Ramona and Leah... Leah's pissed off about the whole pandemic Ramona why the fuck are you going to this beach why are you seeing all these people why are you taking pictures here why are you hanging out with your daughter and you're doing all this crazy shit don't you know people are dying what the fuck is wrong with you yada 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 (laughs) Ramona says my quote of the week I will say it a little bit later oh my god it's hilarious I don't want to give it away but even though I already have a feeling you guys know what it is if you watch the show so it's fucking great we also have Tinsley Dorinda. Shocker there. Dorinda's pissed off about Tinsley's life. Tinsley thinks that Dorinda's kind of obsessed with her life. And guess what, Tins? I'm kind of on your side. I don't know. Dorinda just, she, she wants what you have. She wants what you have. And she did have what you have. She just wants it again. I get it. But she doesn't have to be mean to you. That's not nice. That's not cool. Now with the Potomac women, Monique and Candace. For sure, yes. You would have thought too with Candace going to Ashley that it could potentially result into a dueling diva. But again, as I said, Candace was very calm, collective, and very concerned for Ashley. So no dueling diva there. Just between Candace and Monique. That's it. Monique's pissed. It's coming. It's a brewing. The coffee is brewing. It is getting hot, hot, hot. It is there. It will come and get you, drag me, Monique. I can't. Oh, I'm so fucking excited for Sunday's. Ad. I'm so excited. Ugh. Okay. Now, Weekly Shade was none of the women. It was the husbands of the Potomac women. Holy shit. That was so funny. They all had to act like their wives. <laughs> and It was so funny. Okay. So the men were shading their ladies Ray comes out being being Karn and he is basically demanding for his tea. I need my tea today. Ha, 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 Ray, so funny. Ha, ha, ha. Eddie comes out as Wendy, talking about her outfit. She can't choose. I can't choose this outfit. I need this outfit. I need... Ha, 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 that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. Chris comes out. That's Monique's Chris. And he just holds up a champagne bottle, and it kind of looks like... Uh, you know, something inappropriate that he shouldn't have been doing, especially with some of the people that he was just meeting, a.k.a. Wendy and Eddie. De class A, as Leah from New York would say. Very de class A, Chris. But we still love you. Now, the best shade, the best shade. And I love the fact that she laughed at it, too, because it shows you that she does have a bit of sense of humor. Candace's Chris comes out as Candace. (laughs) He did such a fucking great job. He's funny. He says, oh my God, hi, I'm Candace and I'm a beauty pageant. I was Miss USA, Miss American Teen Princess, whatever the fuck it was, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes over, he switches the lights. He's like, all right, I'm gonna turn the switch to a different, you know, it's gonna go off and on. And then he comes back out with a fake knife and he's like, ah, you bitch! Blah, 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 get out of my house! Holy shit. Yes, Chris, that was fucking hilarious. Thank you for making my life amazing that night. So that was the best shade coming from anyone, it was from Chris to his wife. Thank you for the laughs. Now for the quotes, the quotes. Have a few... <laughs> All right. So we have, I'll say, I'll say my favorite one at the very end, but we have uh, a couple from Sonia, one from Karen and one from Giselle. And uh, so the first one with Sonia, it was about Ramona. And I think it was just, they were referring with Ramona going to all these different places during quarantine and all that kind of shit. And then Sonia just said, well, I think you're a walking Petri dish, Ramona. That was cute. <laughs> But then they were talking about the spread of the virus because I guess Ramona did say that she had the virus. And they were all saying, well, you know, it could be spread through your spit. And then (laughs) Sonia said that. And then she's like, especially if you're swapping spit with Dubin. Yes, that was great. I love that so much. Oh, uh, I'm going to knock you out. Okay, now going to Karen. They found this big-ass bug at Mon. Apparently, Monique's lake house has a shit ton of bugs, and they're all over her fucking huge house for whatever reason. They got to get, like, some raid or some shit, like, exterminate or whatever. But Karen takes out those Milanos, honey. Bam! Bam! And she says, Milanos. They do the job. Woo! That should be a hashtag. I thought that was great. Milanos, they do the job. Yes, they do. I don't have a pair of Milanos because I'm cheap as fuck and they're super expensive. But hey, I could do a GoFundMe page. You want to get me a pair of Milanos? No, just kidding. Use it for other things. I don't need a pair of shoes. Okay. I like this quote from Giselle because I thought it was very, it was just good. And she says, Plan your life and God will change it for you. I just like that. And I just wanted to share it with you guys because I think it's true. I really do. I think it's true. I had a certain plan for my life. It's very different from what I thought. And I'm pretty sure it's going to continue to change. But isn't that what life is? It's filled with changes. Now, the top one. The top quote of the week from Miss Ramona Roro Singer. And this is when she's talking about the masks. Where Leah says, I don't even care if you wear a mask. Ramona says, and I'll clap too, because this is what she did. She made it like a song. It was actually, this is probably why I like it the best. She says, I don't wear masks in the ocean. I don't wear masks in the ocean. I don't wear masks in the ocean. Ramona, we know you don't wear masks in the ocean. We fucking get it, but we fucking love you. So thank you for bringing that joy to my face and the laughter in my soul. I appreciate you. This is just a really exciting time for Bravo Television for myself right now. I love the drama that the Housewives of Potomac always bring me, but I also... I just have to say the friendship between Robin and Giselle are just, it's like one of the best friendships that I've seen on television because I know that it's 100% genuine. It's true. I mean, I saw on Instagram that Robin, I think, threw Giselle a 50th birthday party. First of all, happy fucking 50th, Giselle. You don't even look it. You look stunning. I hope I look half as good as you look when I hit 50. I mean, you're just beautiful. And I just, I just love their friendships. I really do. I mean, we know that one's going to propose to her on the season. Giselle knows it. She's so excited. She wants to tell Robin so bad. but She's a good friend because she really wants Robin to be surprised, even though Robin knows that it's coming. She just doesn't really know when it's coming, you know. So I just appreciate their friendship. But I also love the drama that Candace brings, even though I don't really love her. I kind of do love her at the same time. So it's a love-hate relationship with Candace for sure. Maybe she could be one of my sisters. I don't even have a sister, but maybe that's what a sister would be like. You love her and then you're like, I fucking hate you. I don't know. I could ponder that a little bit. Real Housewives in New York excited to see where it goes, part two on Thursday, honey. I also would just like to say, through this whole pandemic, you are totally understanding that Andy has not really gotten a haircut. His hair is getting longer. I'm trying to decide if I really like it. I kinda like it just because I just love anything that he does because he's amazing. Andy, I love you. But I'm wondering, should he get a haircut? Maybe, but we're basically in fall, so maybe not. He needs the longer hair to stay warm because winter's coming. Not Game of Thrones style, but it's coming. So we'll see if Dorinda ever admits if she has a drinking problem. We'll see if she ever says sorry to Tinsley, like sincerely. Because the turkey baster comment was not. She didn't sincerely apologize. You could tell on the show. So anxious to see where that's going again. Holy fuck. Beverly Hills part three tomorrow, honeys. It's going to be intense. Denise walks off. We're going to find out why. Does she do it at the beginning of the show, the middle, or the end? I don't know. Tune in and you'll find out. I'm excited to talk about it with you guys next Tuesday. Follow me on Instagram at... Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And for real, tag me, take a post, put it on your story, tag me, start a conversation with me. Like, I want to fucking talk to you guys. I mean, I just spoke to someone on my DM and I'm going to have him on my show. And I'm really excited to have him. And he's from Jersey. So maybe we can talk Jersey too because that's going to be fucking awesome. They are still in the process of filming, I believe, because I did see a picture of Dolores in her gear for her confessional. So yeah, guys, DM me, follow me, like us on iTunes, subscribe, rate five stars. We really want to get the word out. We want to have so many different conversations with all of you. Don't be shy. Don't be shy because it's you, Shannon Bedore. Uh, October 7th, by the way, that's going to be fucking great too. Kelly Dodd, can't find toilet paper anywhere. Yes, excited. I love it. Also follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. If you missed any other Housewives episodes in the past, definitely make sure to listen to my past shows. Catch up, honey. I want to go on this drive and this journey with you, the Bravo bus. I am at the driver's seat. Come sit passenger side with me. Don't be a backseat driver, though. But you can because it's fucking fun. Why not? So, again, hit me up on DM, Instagram, whatever. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great one. And uh, talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Believe.